Welcome to Anchor Daily, a podcast by Bethel Church. We're in a series called 1% Life, and together we're learning what it means to dedicate 1% of our lives to growing relationships with God, the church, and the world. Over the next few weeks, we'll learn about committing to community, choosing church, sharing the gospel, and more. Let's dive in. Hey, podcast people, this is Drew Walsh, and I have the privilege of taking us through our third to last podcast in the 1% Life Study. Today, we're looking at Acts 11, 23 through 26, third to last podcast in the series. Man, time has gone by fast. Well, I hope this study, though, has been encouraging to you and that you have grown in your relationship with God, the church, and the world. Yesterday, Angie took us through Acts 11, 19 through 22, and she supplied us with some great backstory to what was going on in the budding church of Antioch. She even had some cool sound effects. I definitely didn't see that coming, and I don't think I'll be able to top that today. Uh, But like she explained, the church had just launched. There was excitement, there was energy, and you get a real sense of the vitality of this buzzing movement in the passage. In fact, news seemed to spread all over Jerusalem and Asia Minor. The buzz had the church in Jerusalem intrigued. And perhaps out of skepticism, perhaps out of concern, Jerusalem sent leaders like Barnabas, a trusted shepherd of the church, to gather a report. What exactly was going on? And what was his first reaction? Gladness. Gladness because he saw the grace of God at work. To his delight, and maybe even to his surprise, he saw a moving display of transformed lives. Out of his gladness, verse 23 says that he had a word for them, a word that is implied to come from the Holy Spirit within him, words that were true to his character of goodness, that verse says. And that word of encouragement, to remain true to the Lord, remain devoted. I highlighted this part of our passage because it really got me thinking, and I was hit with two big ideas. So if you are in your car driving, maybe take a mental note of this. If you're at home, maybe write this down. Here's two big ideas. Here's the first one. Shortly after Barnabas's encouragement to remain true and remain devoted to the Lord, the growing number of disciples in Antioch were the first to be labeled Christians. This happened for many reasons, I'm sure, but what we do know is that it occurred after a season of great growth, learning, and devotion to God. The fire of their hearts had been stoked, and so they were called Christians. Let's unpack that. N.T. Wright, who's a famous theologian, he said that Christ means the one in whom God's purposes were summed up and brought to fulfillment. So, if that's true, then to be called a Christian or little Christ, which is the literal definition, is to be one who reflects the nature and character of Christ. It would mean that you are a person in whom God also advances his purposes and brings his desires to fulfillment because, well, that's exactly what he did through his son. So, apparently, the church in Antioch displayed this character of Christ so well, their unwavering passion of God was so evident that their testimony was seen and felt by their community, and God indeed advanced his purposes 
in their community. And how do we know this? Well, verse 24 says, a large number of people were added to the Lord. So a question to consider, does this definition of Christian accurately capture your life? Is God advancing his purposes through you as you imitate the obedience and character of Christ? Maybe take a moment and and pray through that before you move on through this episode. Okay, so here's the second big idea if you're following with me still. Spiritual growth in the body of Christ, which is exactly what happened in Antioch, requires a knowledge of your gifts, a deployment of those gifts, and a championing of others' gifts, even when it means taking a backseat. As Barnabas, a gifted evangelist himself, as he saw the growing fire in Antioch, he thought to himself, we need someone who can teach these people. We need someone who can take this work forward and give it the kindling it needs. I know exactly who can do that. Saul. In that moment, Barnabas exercised his own spiritual gift of discernment and called on another who was appropriately gifted to take Antioch to its next stage of growth. You see, I'm convinced, my friends, that again and again, the church needs not only those people who can really take the work forward according to their own gifts, but also those people who in prayer and humility can spot the very person that God is also calling. They are so in tuned with their own gifts that they know when to serve and when to pass along the responsibility to someone else. Today in your 1% Life Study, you'll be considering and fleshing out your spiritual gifts and strengths. I want to encourage you, really take the time to engage in these exercises. These are mission-critical things to know if you are to advance the cause of Christ, if, if you are to stoke the fire of godly passion in your life. Remember, you are a representative of Christ or a Christian. You are called to imitate Jesus, whose purpose was to bring the Father's will to completion. Push into this by exercising your gifts. Who knows? As you do that, maybe you too will see God add to your life large numbers of people who are saved. And what could be better than that? Oh yeah! Thanks for joining us today as we discover what it means to live a 1% life. If you haven't already, head to Bethel.ch to find more resources like our 1% reading plan, Sunday sermons, our 1% life study, and more. You can also connect with us digitally. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bethel Church Wall. We hope you have a blessed rest of your week. See you next time.